our next guest, or our first guest tonight, is uh, one of my all-time favorites. I know one of yours, and I'm going to let you introduce the great number two nine. <laughs> well, thank you, Austin. It's my pleasure to introduce good friend and, and VFL, Inky Johnson. Inky, we really appreciate you spending some time with us tonight, my friend. And I know your travels, we, of course, we bump into each other from time to time at different campuses out there, which is always neat. But uh, you've been all over the place, and you were at your alma mater, Tennessee. Was it last week? Just just give me, Rinky, your feel for the program in year two under Jeremy Pruitt and just sort of your takeaway as you spent some time there in Knoxville. Absolutely, man. First and foremost, I want to thank you guys for your time. It's an extreme honor to be on. Um, but, man, when I was in Knoxville, it was special for me. Uh, I'm excited. You know, I had a chance to catch up with Coach Fulmer. I had a chance to sit and catch up with Coach Pruitt. You know, and just to be honest with you, one of the things we, in, we discussed very much in depth was just the ability to sustain, you know, sustain and prepare every single week the same way, regardless of who's our opponent, regardless of who we have coming in kneeling, you know, establishing that culture of, we're Tennessee and getting it back to the place that it's supposed to be, but that mental toughness and that physical toughness that we want to be known for. But Jeremy Pruitt is awesome. Andy, let me let me ask you this. This is Chris again. You know, you you've got the uh, the great fortune and, and blessed to go so many different places. I mean, you're all over the country. You speak to all sorts of organizations. A lot of kids. A lot of kids on college campuses, whether it's Tennessee, Texas A&M, Alabama. What part of that do you enjoy the most, you know, to, to be there and, and seeing these kids all from different backgrounds, different cultures? But what part of that do you really, really enjoy the most? Man, I love the fact that, um, you know, I get to share insight with the guys about uh, just life in general and the carryover from sports. But most importantly, I, I shared with a kid a couple of weeks ago. I was on a college campus. He was talking about, you know, his goals, his aspirations, he was talking about the team, the upcoming season. And when I heard him talk, Chris, it put me in such a space to where when he said, man, what's your advice? I asked him the question, are you having fun? Right? Like, are you having fun with this experience? Are you having fun with the place that you're at in your life? Are you having fun that you're a collegiate athlete, right? And taking some of that pressure off. Yeah, you want to perform. Yeah, you want to do well. I get that part of it. But don't miss the boat on when you get 10 years, 20 years away from this game and you look back and say, man, I wish I would have took it all in and just experienced it and appreciated every aspect of it. Inky, it's Austin. When you, when you look at this team, and I don't know how much you've paid attention to the guys out there, how much you you know, pay attention to closely to kind of get a good feel for everybody, but who do you kind of look at on this team and, and think, now I like the way this guy maneuvers, the way he competes, the way he gets after it every day. And I, um, you know, I, I really like uh, Jawan Jennings, you know, because of what happened, you know, with his experience, his story. You know, when I was there speaking to the guys, you know, I mentioned him directly, you know, as I was saying something in my presentation, you know, I said it directly to him. I mentioned him by name. Uh, because of his story and the experiences and the things that he's been through, you know, and getting that shot and being back a part of the program, I think it means something different to him. You know, and I think he has heart, he has courage, he has bravery. And so he's a guy that I kind of gravitate to. And a lot of the guys, man, a lot of the young guys that's here, I love Jared, uh, Garrett Tarno. Like, I love a lot of the young guys. 
When you look at, you know, what Jeremy Pruitt's bringing to this program, is there one thing in particular that really stands out above the others? I mean, you spoke to Tennessee teams before, but, but is there one thing that, that, that he's brought to this program that, that maybe you didn't see in previous years? Absolutely. I would say it's, it's not so much of that, I, that I didn't see it, but it's the fact that what he's speaking, it matches who he is. Right? When he speaks toughness, when he speaks the ability to sustain, the ability to prepare, like that's Jeremy Pruitt. Right, and he loves the game, and so when he's speaking about building a culture around that whole that whole concept of every single week we're going to prepare as if the opponent is whoever, whether it's Florida, whether it's Alabama, you know, whether it's Missouri, whoever we're playing, we're going to prepare the same way every single week, and we're trying to build a culture of mental toughness and physical toughness and the ability to sustain when we hit adversity and opposition, and not allowing external factors to affect the way that we do our thing. Hey, it's Chris again. You know, you look at Tennessee, and Tennessee, when it's been at its best, has always been able to go into neighboring states and get great football players. They come into Atlanta and get you. They've gone into the Carolinas, down into Florida. They've gone up into the Northeast. As you travel around and speak to all these different, you know, some of the top programs in the country, what's key to be able to do that? You know, and Jeremy's got a good recruiting staff, but to be able to go in and get kids from other states to come and oftentimes fly over three, four, five colleges to come to Tennessee in your travels and your experience, what's key to do that? Absolutely, man. You know, it, I think the landscape is changing in that, uh, you know, when you go to facilities, as, as you mentioned, Chris, like I've seen you at several facilities, and all of these facilities are amazing, right? You go down to Clemson, you go to Bama, you go to Tennessee, you go to a you go to Florida, all of these facilities, Georgia, it's amazing, right? And I think one of the things is when you're going into the neighboring states, I think everybody kind of have their culture and what's important to them with their program. And so it's, it's shifted to a place of knowing the kids, right, and knowing what's important to them. And if it's a good match, because everybody has the same facilities pretty much. Everybody's facilities are going to wow you. And so it's just that factor of, do your values and your principles match with our program's values and principles? And if it does, let's get on the boat and let's do our thing. All right, Inky. Let's talk a little, little tough love right here. Obviously, yeah, Bryce Thompson's had a rough 24 hours. Yeah, if you, if you could – you're a corner, he's a corner. Uh, yeah, he's, you were, you were super competitive. Yeah. That's right. You were super competitive. He is super competitive. If you could absolutely. sit down and talk with him right now. What would you? What, what would your advice be to him? Uh, I would talk more so about the solution, you know, because more times than not, when these young guys make mistakes, uh, we know the mistake has been made. We know what led to the mistake being made, and making them understand that a decision or a choice that you made at a vulnerable time or state in your life that's not going to define who you really are. Like I tell guys all the time, who you are as a person is far more important than who you are as a football player, and so every single day, understanding that. And not thinking that it's a dual mentality, not thinking that when I go into a place, yeah, this is a football player, Bryce Thompson, and then when I go in this place, this is the student at whatever the case may be, right? Focusing on the solution, correcting it, and getting to a point in the states where you apologize to your team, apologize to the people that help you get in this position, apologize to your coaches, and go and correct it. 
Yeah, you, you know, along those lines, and this is Chris again, I, I tell people all the time, I tell my kids, you know, thank the good Lord that there was no Twitter or social media when I was, when I was in college, you know. Oh, man. Really? And, it, and I'm being completely transparent there. But what is your message to these kids now about, because let's face it, everybody's watching. There's camera phones everywhere. Um, I don't know if it was, how, some coach told me in my travels, and I always think this, and talk to my kids about it. Before you ever put anything out there on Twitter, ask yourself, is this something you would read to your grandmother or your mother first, you know, before you put it out there? I just wonder as you travel around and talk to these kids in, in what's clearly a different age, social media age, and everything been out there immediately, what is your best advice to kids? Absolutely. Just being accountable, you know, for your actions and being responsible. A lot of these young guys, they don't want the responsibility that comes with the position that they're in. Like you take pro athletes, and they get to a point to where they want all the perks that come with it. Right? They want the money. Right? They want the free things, but they'll, they're quick to say, I'm not anybody's role model. Don't follow me. Right? Well, the position comes with that. Right? You've been blessed to be in the position that you're in, and so you've got to accept every aspect and every phase of it. And so even like with, with talking to Bryce, right, telling him, being accountable for your actions, being responsible for that, right, it's a lot easier to own up to your actions, face it, and then deal with the solution than to try to run from it, you know, not face it, and not want the things that come with it. And so just being accountable and responsible and understanding that you represent something that's a lot greater than yourself. Equal switch gears, uh... Eric Berry, one of your good buddies, without a team right now, uh-huh. as he tries to get healthy. Uh, just have you have you spoke with with EB yeah, yeah. lately, and just kind of kind of give the fans kind of a feel for how you know how he's itching to get back and 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 get back out there on a uh, playoff type team. Yeah, yeah, he, he is he is healthy. Uh, he is good to go. You know, he's just trying to find a situation that best fits him. Uh, he's very much so still in love with the game of football. Uh, as we all know, great athlete, past couple of years, you know, it's been a little tough stint for him because of his passion for the game. Uh, but he's very much so healthy, and he's going to play some amazing football. I just can't wait to see when he makes this decision. Hey, Inc., it's Chris again. Um, when you come back to campus, Tennessee, and I know you try to get back as often as you can, you know, when you're not jet-setting or in airports, you're probably like me this time of year. You see a lot of rental cars and airports and, <laughs> and, and hotels. But when you get back to campus and, and, and sort of see, you know, how things have changed, you know, not just on campus, but Coach Fulmer, now the AD, administration's changed, Jeremy's in. There's been a lot of – it's documented a ton of head football coaches there over the last decade or so. What has been the constant, though? What has remained the constant in your mind about the University mm-hmm. of Tennessee? Man, I was, I was telling that guy this um, when I was there a few weeks ago was just the tradition. You know, I never got the chance to really experience the tradition as, as an athlete. Like when I played, when my career was over, I'll never forget one day I said, man, I want to take it all in, right? I want to see, you know, Ball Navy. I want to go to the tailgates, right? I want to be outside and watch the tea come through. Just as a supporter, I want to sit in the stands, and I'll never forget that experience was amazing, right? And so no matter how, new, how many new buildings come up on campus, no matter how the facility improves, that tradition is going to be there, and that tradition is strong. That's what makes me so passionate 
about the University of Tennessee. It isn't just that I played at the University of Tennessee. It's the tradition, the love, and support. It never changed. Inky, it's Austin again. Uh, <clears throat> this is a fun type question. If you could, uh, I need you to pick one of the three, Max, <laughs> Frage, or Hawk. Oh, man, that's hard. Oh, man, that is hard. I love all of them, man. That is so hard. But uh, I would have to say the one that I was closest to, and I was close with all of them, uh, but the one that I'm probably the closest to is Frage. But, once again, I love all of them, man. They're awesome, man. Who works the hardest, Inky? Which of the three works the hardest? I don't know, man. Them guys are big time. I, I think they got some guys <laughs> up under them now. You know, <laughs> they're big time, but all of them, all of them. Let, let me tell you how big time they are. You, you'll appreciate this. I remember talking to our buddy Lane Kiffin recently. Yeah. And he okay. was talking about getting the job in '09. He's flying in, and he gets a message, and I guess it's from Peyton or somebody. And, he, and he's like, "Oh, gosh, he's going to ask me to keep this a person, that person." The message was, whatever you do, phrase. Yeah. Take, take, take care of Phrase, Max, and Hawk. Oh, <laughs> I mean, the, yep. That's how revered those three are there on campus, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you something funny. He said it in the meeting, right? He said it in the staff meeting, right? It was hilarious, man. Yep. <laughs> well, listen, man, we, we really appreciate you taking some time, my friend, and you keep spreading the light. I mean, it's uh, it's such an honor to call you a friend, and, and and when we do run into each other on the road, it's always it's always awesome. And and I know having been with you at certain places, and to watch those kids, whether it's A and M or Tennessee or Alabama, wherever, to watch them watch you with wonder and hear them, you tell your story and the way you inspire Inky, brother, you keep it up. And do me, I, I'm going to ask you for one favor before we get you out of here. When you get back in town. I need you to talk to our good friend Jason Swain and get Jason to once and for all pick up a tab when we go to lunch. He never wants to bring out his credit card. He can... Tell him he got it, man. Jay got it. Jay got it. He can do that. <laughs> well, listen, man, we really do appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. And thanks so much for spending some time with us tonight on The Nation, Inky. Absolutely. Austin and Chris, thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure. Appreciate it, Inky.